Thanks to everyone who supported us over on Patreon. If you want additional content every month, then make sure you go back for just $1 a month by going to patreon.com slash boards and swords. Watch very closely now. Three, two, one. Bazow! Check that out. We want the phone. <laughs> Gotta have that phone. Is it okay? If, so if it's okay if like when the bread touches the fries. Do I really want to just stand still and cast a lightning bolt? No, I want to avoid you and shove a lightning bolt of grass. Fall. I just crap my alien <laughs> pants. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I just want to let you guys know. Uh-huh. You hate um, all of us and, and we're um, fired. <laughs> I've, I've released poison into the AC system. <laughs> you all have about five minutes left to live. So much news. Like all this stuff to talk about. No, there's been some stuff, but it was all boring. You didn't go with C. Well, you need to go with C. And our friends, we we combined. You told that story. We combined. Have I told it on the podcast? I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. you, you have. Told it. Well, I'm telling it again because I just realized as I was reading this that this game's already been done. They even made a show about it. It's called Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> and go watch it. This is Boards and Swords. Hello out there, everyone. My voice kind of went there for a little bit. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Welcome to Boards and Swords. This is a podcast where we talk about bad jokes, good folks, and some games in there just as well. My name's Chris Frenshaw. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm going to flip it over to the Mr. Phil Perbig. I'm sorry. You got to see that, everybody. I'm so sorry. Hey, how's it going? I'm Philip, and this is my face. This is like four times in a row, isn't it? Yeah. We're on a record here. Something man. like that. Maybe it's three. It could just be three. It could just be three. I don't know. We're we're yeah. But yeah, um, so we are um this is this is different. Um we are live. Okay, I mean we're live on Monday. We've done it before. That's not really that. We we I mean, I was gonna say it's not that different. We literally did this same thing la- uh, two weeks ago. Because we, we also had we to do a Monday. Right. Yeah. Things keep happening on Sundays. Yeah. There was some uh, there was some thing last there's some concert last night. I love how Everybody by the way, watching. just bringing that up. I love how that just shows where we are between like Phil, me texting Philip and going, "Oh hey, are you ready to do a show on Sunday?" and he's like, "Um, Sunday's the Super Bowl." And I'm like, "What?" "Oh, okay, well we'll just do it Monday." And then me looking to put move the post on the calendar. "Oh, Monday's Valentine's Day." That'd nah, be fine. <laughs> yeah, man. I did talk to Ashley first to be like, are we doing anything like specifically on the date? Like we have plans to like do a fancy dinner some other night, but like, I was like, it's okay. I I still think, (laughs) I still think you're being tricked. Probably. And, um, so if anyone got the notification, if you're in the chat right now, put down some nice stuff for me to say at Chris's eulogy. (laughs) Hey, I will say though that like, uh, I was, I, you know, Ashley was like, I don't know what, I don't want to think about dinner. I don't want to, I'm tired of figuring out dinner. And I was just like, Hey, uh, if I made French toast using gluten-free bread, would you eat it? She's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to make that for dinner tonight. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so isn't that, isn't that like the, the millennial problem though? That meme? You're like, you mean I got to figure out what to make for dinner for the rest of my life? Yeah. That's where you pay for those like hello fresh boxes. Cause they're like, Hey. Exactly. Here's six options. Pick one. Yeah. I will say, though, that, like, I learned a lot of steps doing that because a lot of them use, like, the same type of stuff oh, that yeah. uh, it's gotten to the point where it's like, if I got a meat and, like, a vegetable, cool, I could probably make something. <laughs> I need a sauce. <laughs> it's like a Mad Lib. Gotta have, gotta have a sauce and some and a different seasoning. Yeah. It depends on the sauce. The sauce could have the seasoning in it. It does. What are you talking? Hey, we're, like, rambling here. This is, like, a, this is like a bonus episode. That's right. But uh, uh, let's let's get into some games talk. Let's do some news. All right. Why is uh, it? Just for the record, there everyone, goes. that was me again this time. <laughs> you wish. I did cut it out. I don't know if you saw that. I posted it I, in the. I, I posted it in the Slack. All right. So, oh, I should probably get up the actual jokes. Not that. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna want to hear them. So uh, wh- I just want to know why hasn't a magician's con come up that uses the name Magic the Gathering yet? Um, so th- th- this is first because also I want to. This is a uh, bonus shout out. Uh, you should go check out. I did an article on the website because I realized that it's a lot easier for me to make. It's a lot less stressful for me to make written content. So I'm back in that phase where I'm doing. Uh, written content again and i did an article because i saw this uh, this news story 
It's very misleading up front, but then you, you get to the, the stuff that goes. It says, Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG spikes past Magic the Gathering. And you hear that and you're like, wait, what? But it's on Google search trend results. Oh, Google <laughs> search. <laughs> so, uh, Go- uh, Yu-Gi-Oh!'s past Magic the Gathering and search results on Google for the first time in a decade. But anybody that plays Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh just launched a new version of the game, digital game called Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. So that's why the search results came up. But uh, between this and then there was also the bit about uh, we, we a couple of months back, we t- were like magic was like 17th on the list of like uh, things sold at TCGplayer.com. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote an article that was like, because the Hasbro CEO came out and like, Magic had its best year ever in 2021. And I was like, how does it have its best year ever? And it's like not the number one CCG anymore. But uh, they're basically, to TLDR, there's been a spike of Pokemon that's just shot it past Magic. See, and when also, you set the bar low, you can always jump over it. Yeah. And apparently, talking to one of the stores, uh, the, the store owners near us, they said that Magic's done a lot of like, high dollar collectible stuff this past year that like maybe people weren't playing but there was like there was that uh walking dead like expansion thing for magic like the the, what's it called secret layer or something like that but anyways just thought it was interesting and just thought this article was really weird um so all right next story uh if you put a british sausage in a bowl is it now a blood bowl So Games Workshop, uh, stuff's going up in price, inflation, apparently. So Games Workshop's announcing price hikes. Uh, you know, everything's seeing, uh, seeing uh, increases in prices. So regrettably, we'll soon be increasing prices a little. It's saying that most cases, this will be about 5%. So as an example of what you can uh, expect on most kits, a box, a box of Space Marine Intercessors will go up just one pound from 35 pounds to 36 pounds. That doesn't sound too bad until you see a few things are going up by about 10%. Books, scenery, resin miniatures. 10% being like if the book's $50, now you're paying $55. And then there are a couple of outliers, uh, Blood Bowl teams, that are going up around 20%. So let's see, like a Blood Bowl. I want to say that's maybe like $30. So now we're talking, was that 36? 36. Yeah. So, so uh, I saw some people at a group forca- or, or wondering, speculating, there's the word. They were speculating that uh, Blood Bowl gets the biggest hit because it hasn't been doing as well in sales uh, as that they made some changes that haven't been entirely, uh, 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 entirely... Accepted Light. by the community. Accepted. There you go. And so they just have a bit, but which that seems weird is like if you're having trouble with sales, you increase the prices because that mean because if you're not selling as much, I don't that, that seems weird to me. I don't know. I just Reverse have psychology. I just have like it's not like I'm I'm about to graduate with an MBA or something, but that's just weird to me. It's 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 reverse psychology. That's what they're doing. I could say that now. I'm only like a month. I have like a month left in my MBA. All right. I think I grad because I, I I have a weird semester schedule thing, so I don't think I'll actually graduate with it until like May. But anyways, but, uh, your Games Workshop stuff's going to be more expensive. So if you have a three D printer, you're probably just going to start printing stuff. <laughs> I know I, I know people that do it's it's not so, that we here it, at Boards and Swords endorse that kind. Of I mean, I've never done behavior. I've never done that, but I know people that I I, I know it's a thing. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, so, moving on. Uh, I've been wearing some old vests that I haven't worn in a while, um, and I found a peppermint in one of them the other day. Still tastes pretty good. I call that a pretty good investment. <laughs> uh, speaking of crowdfunding, I actually I didn't bring up crowdfunding at all, so I don't know why I said speaking of. Uh, GameFound. It's a new Kickstarter uh, thing that's going to hopefully replace... They want to replace Kickstarter for board games, at least. Uh, Ravensburger, which is a popular uh, German-based game company. I'm trying to think of things they've done. I know they made that Minecraft board game where they had the little stacks of cubes. Off the top of my head, though, I can't think of what else. They do a lot of puzzles and stuff. I know they do for that, too. But they're investing in the crowdfunding platform GameFound. So they invested $4.5 million from Ravensburger's Next Ventures program. 
Uh, German, I was right. Germany-based toy and game manufacturer Ravensburger launched Next venue, Ventures earlier this year to fund innovation projects and startup investments globally. This is their first investment. Uh, GameFound was launched in beta last year by Polish game publisher Awaken Realms, which initially built the platform to handle its own games. So it started off as like basically their own crowdfunding thing. Uh, and now over $22 million has been raised on the platform because there were some other uh, groups such as like Too Many Bones, Unbreakable was on there, um, which that is Chip Theory Games, and then Robinson Crusoe Collector's Edition, which might be Portal Games. I know they came out with a version of Robinson Crusoe. I don't know if this version was. But one of the things they tout is like, you know, I, I don't know if how much you know about her, how, how many of the Kickstarters you've backed have done this, but you know how like you'll back a Kickstarter and then when the Kickstarter actually goes to do stuff, they use another, they have to use another site to usually handle like the pledge manager and yeah. like yeah. all the, the shipping and stuff afterwards. I've dealt with backer kit and crowd backer kit crowd Yeah. Those are very popular ones. Yeah. It's one of the things with Kickstarter is it's great for getting you the money, but that's about it. <laughs> A lot of other sites, uh, GameFound is for this. There was also that Game On, that the European, another European-based website that was designed to work with, designed for board games, so to help you creators manage their projects all in one website. So that's one of the things uh, GameFound does and provides tools to manage their campaigns and deliver, estimate shipping, all that sort of good stuff. So th- this is a very interesting idea because Ravensburger's like. Well, we evaluate over a hundred, or excuse me, one thousand game ideas a year. However, we can only publish a couple of these games, but hundreds more concepts we know fans would really love. That is kind of an idea of like a company gets like hundreds of of game propositions. You weed out like the top fifty. Like, say you're only going to publish like ten. You take like the next ten to twenty, and you just kind of launch them as kickstarters. See how they do. If somebody, you know. That, they get a, if they get a funding goal, you, you yeah, exactly. And you don't have to put all the traditional publishing tools in the way. Um, yeah. So this is all great, but I need game found like before, like this really becomes a feasible option. It needs to have some indie publishers. It, and when I say indie, I mean like people that aren't established or aren't as established, like people that have like a staff of one to two, using the site and seeing how well it does. Cause like so far all the successes from game found have been companies where it's like they were going to get the money, no matter which platform they used. Like, you know, they could have done their own website and probably gotten the money. But the reason why Kickstarter gets used a lot by people is because there's the discovery aspect and there's all the tools for like notifying you of like, Oh, so and so that you follow also backed this thing, or you know, you go to the Kickstarter page and it's like you've backed these things. We think you might enjoy these things. There's that discovery of new things, even if you're not in the know. So um, until hey, you, you see- backed everything in this genre for the past year, maybe you should take a break. <laughs> no, but that's that's kind of where I see on GameFound. Uh, until then, it's just basically a a separate pre-order site for big companies, which I mean. That can be a thing because, you know, that's, you know, Kickstarter's made some weird decisions in the past. So more options. So, uh, Philip, did you know I have a side gig uh, raiding ships off the coast? Uh, and I, I only know. charge like a little over $3 to do so. Uh, just ask for the pie rate. Gotti! <laughs> Gotti! <laughs> <laughs> you just going to let that one drag on. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Stonemaier Games announced that they're bringing back a, a very popular game. I want to say this was, uh, oh, I was going to say 2013, but it's 2012 game, uh, Libertalia. It's, it's a pirating game, but Libertalia, uh, or Libertalia, I think it is, Winds of Galecrest. Uh, Captain Swallow, that's a terrible name, has always oh, dreamed of pocketing, <laughs> has always dreamed of pocketing a large nest egg in order to retire on a remote island, but he never counted on stiff competition from captains Stanley Rackham, Dirk Chivers, and others greedy and cruel enemies who always manage to attack the same ships as him. If he wants to finally sink, sink back and enjoy peaceful days in the sun, he must become the cunning uh, pirate. 
Uh, and Libertalia, you thwart the plans of creative pirates over the course of three rounds while using cards that show the same crew members as your uh, piratical comrades in arms. Yes, not only do they attack the same ships, but they employ the same type of ravenous scum that you do. Can you take advantage of the powers of your characters at the right time? So basically, this is a game. It came out in 2012. It's been out of print for a while. So now Stonemaier Games bringing it back. has got a fresh coat of paint on here. Uh, it's, it's the artwork looks a lot, especially, hold on. Let me bring up the, let me bring up the original game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the, the artwork definitely looks a little bit better and not that there was anything terribly wrong with this one, but it does, that does kind of scream a little nicer and cleaner. And I have heard of this game. I hadn't played it. I thought it looked cool. Uh, there's a, if you've ever watched that, the, the Will Wheaton tabletop, one of the first seasons of episodes, I think they did a Libertalia. I think they did okay. a Libertalia episode. But uh, now you can get it from Stonemaier Games. And I think it's coming out soon. I want to say it's in like, uh, it's this quarter too. So we're talking like April to June. Ah, oh, gotcha. All right. One last story for you. Uh, hey, Philip, would you play, would you pay $350 for a deluxe copy of a board game? Depends. <laughs> Are you Suro about that? So Suro is a game that Philip and I, it's probably one of the first kind of like, aside from like the standard stuff, like uh, Ticket to Ride and Catan. Suro has been a game that's kind of been in my collection one of the longest. It's probably the most played game on my shelves, um, mainly because it's so quick and easy to learn. It's a path building game and really, really super simple. But apparently it's coming up on its uh, like a big, you know, it's been over 10 years. That, so they're doing a Suro Luxury Limited Edition. Um, it's been in per- development apparently for over eight years, according to Calliope Games. We couldn't think of a better way to continue the Suro legacy than crafting a limited edition keepsake version of this family favorite. Uh, it's presented in a beautifully crafted wooden game box with vintage finishes. The rules are brilliantly emblazoned upon a, across a bamboo scroll. Stone textured tiles are individually carved with their unique path configuration and will be selected by players from a beautifully embroidered satin bag. Uh, each unique metal pawn represents a memorable piece of Suro's mythological history from the fierce dragon to the awe-inspiring phoenix. Uh, finally, the iconic dragon tile has been replaced with the shining gold statuette, a true centerpiece for your collection for years to come. So yeah, that's like what the uh, the gold piece thing is. <laughs> Rusty Beetle in the chat says, I like Suro. Don't have a physical copy, just the app. Well, now you could pay $350 and get a deluxe version of Suro. I got to say, I feel like I'm the target market for this because I really do love Suro. It's, it's a fun game. I don't know I'd pay $350 for it. Like, I get what they're going for. It's like that... It's, it's supposed to be like that coffee table piece that, like, your your parents or your grandparents had the really nice chess set that, like, nobody ever played. Yeah, but like and they that's had it. exactly how I would treat Suro. It's yeah. like, you don't touch this. Yeah. Ever. Like, I'd be afraid that, that, that I'd just, like, destroy it. Also, it said... Would, what did it say? Clay tile? Stone tiles? Stone stone, stone textured like tiles. Stone textured. Okay. I was about to say, yes. if there's stone tiles, it's like, how are you going to shuffle the, the tiles? Like, <laughs> like, all the tiles are, like, <laughs> half an inch thick. You're just like... Yeah. <laughs> I all mean, right. They're, the $400... This is one of those ones... The, the, you the, put it in the table... You, you put it in one of those, like, display case tables, yeah. and, that, and you just never touch it again. Now, if this was a hundred dollars and it had like um, like a better board, because the board I have is like undersized, I've, I'm pretty sure I've brought this up before, where the tiles don't a hundred percent fit. But like, yeah. if it was like one of those deluxe Scrabble boards that like you could spin, like that had a lazy Susan built in, and everything everything links into clicked the board. into place. Yeah. Yep, totally would uh, that that might be worth paying money for. So like, maybe we don't need to go like Uber Deluxe. Maybe we just like scale that back a little bit. Yeah. But uh, Russell Beetle says like the $400 Catan anniversary box. At least those were like 3D printed pieces. So like there that was a thing? bunch of. St- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 3D Catan. Yeah, here we go. I typed in $400 Catan. Catan sells a 3D version for $300. Oh, here it is on eBay for $194.99. <laughs> so if you only want to pay $195 for it. Yeah, it's the Catan 3D edition. 
but like all the terrain pieces have like gr- actual grass, well, not like actual grass, but like textured grass and like mountain, you know, the mountain tiles look like mountains and the uh, schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Oh, you can see it through the box there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's all the news I got for you for you this week. Although, uh, Phillip's got some news. Uh, I do. I you, do have you, news. You backed another Kickstarter. I backed another. So, so, um, Deep Rock Galactic, you have now played the game. Yes. Like an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but, um, but yeah. So, um, Chris, Mike and I have put, um, considerably more time into the game <laughs> than that. Uh, more than we probably like to admit to each ourselves. Uh, but they came out with a board game. Yep. Um, Damn thing funded almost immediately, and it's going. I'm actually pulling up. Uh, also looking at the uh, Thunder Road Kickstarter. That's only got two hours left, and they hit what? their last stretch goal. Um, but yeah, let me go to. No, come on, open up. Deep Rock Galactic, the board game. Um, I was trying to bring it up so that I could see where it's at right now. Yeah. So everything was in euros. Um, they only wanted two hundred thousand euros. Um, what, so they wanted $226,905. We're at 1.9 mil. Nice. Like, I mean, this is just getting blown out of the water. The one thing I'm a little aggravated about, and this goes out to the entire, um, all 1,003, all 13,555 backers. They only wanted 10,000 of us to like their page on Facebook to add a new mini. And so like, what the hell are y'all doing? Oh, like that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It's, it's a social goal. Um, they they a they doubled it up. It's a money or social goal now. Gotcha. I just love that. Like every, I was at I was at the group chat where they were talking about this, and uh, everybody was like, or Philip was like, I backed it, and then Chris was like, Yeah, I backed it too, and then Mike was like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna back it too. I'm like, okay, yeah. you're all gonna. There's three copies of the game in the same group of people that's gonna play it. Hey, we were trying to get you in there because then we could have got the four pack. We all could have saved 15 euros. No, I definitely didn't. <laughs> the only time I'm going to place up like this is with y'all. So I'll save mine for the game that you guys aren't as sure about. Oh, yeah. I mean, but they're, they're, they're doing pretty good. So, oh, I, didn't I, mean, even look, I don't even see what, know what the pledge, the, pl- the thing is. So $74 gets you the standard, 125 gets you the deluxe. Yeah, I went collector. Of course you did. Of course I did. Yeah. Yeah. And because it gets you the STL files, our friend Chris did that too. Yeah. I was like, ah, I was less paying attention to that, but yeah. Hey, someday you might have a someday 3D Someday I might. I, I, I actually, I, I watch those videos on TikTok of like, they create the, uh, the like slinky dragons. Yeah. Those are kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I mean, it looks gorgeous. I, I will say video game Kickstarters tend to do or video board game Kickstarters based on video games always seem to do pretty well. Oh, yeah, because you already got that bit, that giant fan base. Yeah. So who knows if the game will be good, but like the Dark Souls game w- did really well. Uh, I'm trying to think what other video game I'm having a hard time thinking now. Now that I said that, I can't think of another video. Uh, Dark Souls mm-hmm. is like the only other video game that kickstarter thing that could come to mind right now as i'm looking around trying to figure out what else uh was bloodborne uh that's right bloodborne was yep yep there was that the the card or the 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 minis game for that did do extremely well there was that god of war card game that wasn't a kickstarter but i don't remember that game doing very well (laughs) Mm. oh hey it's got a review from dice tower of course it does i see yeah but they like they are slamming the goal uh Oh, converted, yeah. So 1.727 euro. Right. Million euro. Jeez. Yeah, that's still... Yeah, did you see 16 that? 16 days to go. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> and the, the Marvel Zombie one, it ended up being around 8 or $9 million total when it all was said and done. Jeez. Yeah. But not only that, you also... Um, so, so you backed this, but you also got... Uh, then you at least got the, the, the new game to the table, that core space... We, uh, we, um, <laughs> like the, you got the game to the table. The game got to the table. Yes. <laughs> the game did not get played. Come on, man. Uh, I heard uh, about that and I was like, we, uh, uh, we did lose about 12 pounds of cardboard. <laughs> so the box weighs less now, but there were just there's so many punch outs. Yeah. Cause and all the terrain I mean, was like uh cardboard terrain, right? All the terrains, cardboard terrain. I haven't even 
gotten to those punch out panels. <laughs> I mean, we were just doing like the the legally distinct Stargate and the the trader. There's like a trader town and a trader outpost. Mm. Um, uh, and there's uh, there's this like weird shuttlecraft thing. Um, I was putting together some pillars and some sort of plasma reactor kind of thing. They did do a lot of cool stuff with um, so, um, like layering bits of cardboard on top to give it this 3D look mm-hmm. to it. So, I mean, there's the, the stuff looks absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, but we spent like three hours just uh, <laughs> punching out and gluing cardboard together. Didn't even look. The only thing we really looked at the instructions was a lot of the... Uh, the, the one thing that the, the people who made the game were very good about, they put out... Uh, uh, construction videos for all the bits. Um, one of the videos was an hour long. <laughs> it was the one that Chris was dealing with with putting together the trader. And you outpost. didn't look at it at all, I bet, until you got there. Like, all right, let's let's tackle this. And you open it up and like, oh, I I got the. I, what day did I text you? I got the box. Like, I got the box on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Yeah. Opened it, looked at it, closed it put it in my car yep. and then didn't do anything else until Saturday night. That was, and then on Saturday night when I got home, cause we were talking about the random Kickstarters that I have backed and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh yeah, I backed a uh, tiny Epic dungeons that was waiting for me when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, uh, speaking of, uh, random Kickstarters, uh, I just got in, uh, bittersweet. Uh, uh-huh. this is the, the, uh, from coup games. This is a friend of the show, Matthew Hawker, used to live around us, uh, moved up into the D.C. area. Uh, his his kind of uh, delectably devious game of chocolates, like this literally showed up today. So, oh, it's got a single player mode. That means I could actually get it played. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it says one to four players, 15 to 40 minutes. That was one of those I just kind of ba- I, I backed based on just who it was. I did not even look. I mean, the, the, the game looks delicious <laughs> what oh okay um remember you were talking about how like kickstarter has that like discover and stuff yeah. pops up on the front page Uh-oh. so when i went to go look at these kickstarters there's something called the snappa rover electric stability cinema stabil- stabilization cinema dolly and um it's a okay a wheeled tripod that you can put a camera on oh i was about to say that does seem more cameratography videography than than board game related but yeah yeah, but I mean, it's just a, and for Hong Kong, $18,699, you can be an early bird <laughs> pledge, which I think that's actually a good price because they're at Hong Kong, 2.7 mil, but US, 353,000. Mm. Oh, Philip, you'll like this. So one of the things since, you know, I've not been, not been playing games since the, the numbers around here are finally starting to get back towards normal. So might be able to to do some in-person gaming again. So, uh I don't know if you so if you remember the game I was talking about uh uh Aeronautica Imperialis. Yes. So, it's, you know, this looks familiar, right? <laughs> it's it's X-Wing. Yeah. But it's Games Workshop. Uh so, you know, it, it, you you've got just like anybody's played X-Wing, you got your base. Although I like this because it's got like a dial on there. I think it's supposed to be like what, like how high up in the air you are. Okay. Uh, and maybe oh, the other one. And oh, I, wh- I think one of them speed, like what speed you're at. Okay. I, cause I saw that on the um, the Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Mini combat. On your little combat thing, you had your what flight level you were at. Yeah. And you can only attack someone one below level or one above. So yeah, you can stay out of range and stuff. That's actually a neat mechanic. Yeah, rest a bit of the bots. If you're watching, oh, yeah, if you're watching are. the video, the bots are out on in force tonight. Uh, but so I was looking at these, and um, I was trying to figure out like painting and stuff. And I decided to do something really cool I've never done for like all these other games um, that have done like this. But since I'm going to be painting them and stuff, I uh, I magnetize the ships to the bases. Oh, there you go. So they could like spin. <laughs> so. Yeah, I wasn't sure the, the the way that they attach. I think some people are, you're meant to glue them, like a lot of people. But I didn't want like if I glue them, they don't stand. It, it doesn't really sit in the box too well. So I wanted to be able to take the ship off and store it, and then I guess it would have. I guess it. Pro- I could have just glued it to the the. 
I could have glued it to the the stick basically and then had like just it attached to the base, but I don't know. I think it looks kind of cool. It was a pain in the butt getting the getting the magnets to stick cuz uh Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Cuz I wanted to make sure I got the like polarities right, so I was trying to like get them to stack just right. Yeah. So, that was really cool. And I used up like all my magnets. <laughs> I had like a stack of them, but it I've got like 11 ships and I needed two per. So that's 20 something, 22 magnets. Yeah, 22, yeah. Yeah. So see, <laughs> of course, because of the angle at which some of the magnets are at, they got, they got a little bit of a, uh, they got a little bit of yaw and roll to them now. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it makes it look like they're, you know, doing something. Yeah. I have a, uh, oh yeah, it's right up there on top of the shelf. I have a, I forget which company was doing it, but mm-hmm. they were, um, uh, semi, they were like mostly die cast and then with some plastic parts of okay. a bunch of the Battlestar Galactica ships. Um, but they were, they were super t- I mean, they were, you know, medium size X wing is mm-hmm. the biggest it was ever going to be. And one of the things, uh, it, it's a Cylon Raider and on its little plastic base stand, I had it all plugged in and it fell off of the dresser and ended up next to the, um, Ended up next to the heater vent. Ooh. So like the plastic, I, I found it a couple days later and the plastic had melted just enough to where instead of it being perfectly level with the, you know, with whatever it's on, on the stand, it's got this kind of cool, like downward slope turn nice. toward the right. So it looks Diving like run. Yeah. You know, you got to have a little, put a little motion on them. Right. So, yeah, I've got, I've still got like a whole crap ton of mini. I've been using this time to work through my painting queue because, like, for instance, here, I'll put up on the screen. Um, I had painted half of my Blood Bowl team um, because you only need six figures to play in in Blitz Bowl. And I was, I played that before I played, uh, before I'll ever play Blood Bowl because I don't know when I'll play that again. But uh, I finally got around to painting the other half of the team. So that they match, you know, and, and putting a lot of turf and stuff on their bases. But I've had these like sitting in the bin for like, or sitting in, in a pile waiting to get painted for like two years. So finally getting around to getting those painted. And I had written, I had written what they were on there. And then I found that the, the, uh, that the, the water transfers that they have, um, actually have like the names of the players or the like the, t- the type of player on them so i was like oh that looks a lot oh. better than what i had <laughs> yeah uh, i sent a picture to this to some people and uh like our friend chris was like you really like those contrast paints and started giving me like tips and stuff and, like what you need to watch like the pooling i'm like i don't think you understand why i like the contrast paints <laughs> mm. i like it because it's quick and easy i'm not caring extremely a lot about how it looks it looks relatively nice compared to the hours that I put into it, which are not that many compared <laughs> to like what I could have done. So uh, that's probably a good transition sports wise, right? I could, I could see it. Yeah. So uh, we figured, you know, with the, the big game. That's right. Because like you can't call it the Super Bowl. The superb owl. Yeah. I, that was something I heard a lot more people like everybody like they would say the Super Bowl. I mean, the big game. I'm like. Are they really gonna like sue you on like a YouTube video if you just say the Super Bowl? I mean, they might. Uh, well, you know what? If this video is taken down, you know why. Actually, you That's won't. What you won't know why unless you listen to yes. the audio version. So, uh, what I did is I, I kind of came over here and I I kind of listed out a bunch of the games. Um, do you want to start with the board games or do you want to start? Because oh. I know you. Wow. There's yeah. stuff over there. Yeah. I know you've you've not really played any of the, most of the board games. Do you want to cuz I know you may have played some of the the video games I put over there. So I was kind of uh, just thinking out like big hits and stuff. Um oh, yeah. so uh that's the number 1. I think I did number 2. That the third one's that's with the robots, right? What? Tecmo Bowl? Yeah. I don't remember. I just remember the name and like the I vaguely remember the theme music. Mike Tyson's Punch Out definitely played that. Tech Mobile. Oh no, that is not the one with the robots. No, it's just a football game made by a company NES called Tech Mobile. Oh, you NES can get robot. it for seven ninety nine on the PlayStation Store. Yeah, Tech Mobile was a big popular one on the Slack when I brought this up. <laughs> Cyberball, that's what I played. Ah, that was the robots ones where you had to like buy the players. 
So a lot of games bought, do that, yeah. You always just bought the really expensive quarterback, which tapped you out, and the ball would explode if you didn't get a first down. Uh, Slack also mentioned Blades of Steel and Mutant League Hockey. Ooh. Uh, Sean, it's say he's been playing MLB The Show 2021 on Xbox. All right, yeah. Um, yep, yeah, I, I played SSX Tricky. Nice. I, I did play. I played both, but I had SSX Tricky, and I want that game back. I loved that game. That was a fun game. Yeah. Um, I mentioned the NES track and field. I had this because I had the version of the... It was. I guess maybe it was one of the later NES starter games where it had uh, three games. It was, it was Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and NES track and field. Um, All right. And they had like the mat that you do like the, that you would just basically like run in place and it would run your oh, guy. Uh-huh. But you could also just get down on the floor, and just like hit the buttons with your hands and, and hit it. the buttons. And so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one thing I could never get right was the um, the diving, the diving. Yeah, there was uh, I think one of the events was like, oh, I don't remember it enough for that cliff face diving. Oh, I think. And I could never get that correct at all. Uh, oh, also sports games on the NS uh, excite bike. I definitely played some Excite Bike. Oh yeah, um, and then I, I I mentioned NHL hits, and there was like the the Blit, NFL Blitz Madden or whatever. I forgot who mm-hmm. made it, but hits was great because it was all about like the violent part of hockey, where you would just like go up and you could just like knock the crap out of people. It was great because like when you were playing against the computers, what you could do is like me and my brother would be on the same team, and you would go up and you would you would check the goalie. And then just shoot the puck into the empty net because <laughs> there wasn't like penalties for that kind of stuff. So like you just go up and just knock out the goalie and then score a goal. All right. Uh, did Tron disc and light cycle games count? I don't know. Cause that's based on a movie. That's a movie video game. Yeah. Uh, and then the more I thought about this, I just kept coming up with stuff for video games. Cause you got like Tony Hawk's pro skater. Yeah. And then there was, what was it? The, the Sean something, uh, snowboard, Sean White snowboarding, snowboarding, and then there was like the Kelly Slater pro surfing. I never played that one. There was that period. It was that period of time. It was like right around when Tony Hawk came out, where there was just a bunch of snowboarding games, like or uh, boarding games. Like there yeah. was, there was a uh, because then there was that. What was it? Ten eighty. It was. I think it was a sixty four uh, game. Yep. 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 That it was. That was an N sixty four game. Yep. Yeah. Um. What else was I thinking about from back then? When I was playing tricky, it was an arcade game. Was it a snowboarding? No, it wasn't snowboarding. It was um. You thinking of Wipeout, where you had the little racing jet skis? Uh oh, there was that one, but this was like full boats. I vaguely remember what you're talking about. I think Hydra Thunder. Yes, I do remember that one. Yeah, I miss that so much. Playing it in the arcade in the full console. Oh, you can get Top Boat Racing Simulator 3D in the Microsoft Store. Ooh. Did that one have? <laughs> Rusty Beetle says that closest he got to football was Bavis Beacon teaches typing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I and then when so when I went to board games and looked at like the, the there's a sports category on on uh BGG. It's a lot of racing games. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that's technically sports. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think of it that way, but I guess it's called motorsports. Uh huh. But once you once you bring in like the racing, then like this list expands by a huge amount because you know, you you got like downforce. That I love that game uh, where you, you're playing cards, um, trying to get your car or trying to get cars forward, and then betting on who's going to be the winner. And and then in a similar vein, you also got like Camel Up, which is a camel racing game, but like you're betting on trying to on like who to win. Uh, oh, Ski Free. Hell yes. I definitely played some Ski Free. <laughs> There's got to be an used, app for that. Used to um, used to not go down the mountain, go up the mountain. Oh, yeah. Because it was a loop. And then like, if you kept going down after you hit the finish line, you'd get eaten by the abominable snowman. <laughs> didn't it? If you went up enough, didn't you also get eaten? Yep. Yeah, because it the whole thing just turned into a loop is what it did. So like, if you went up far enough, yeah, you, you hit the bottom. Right. Uh, and then, oh, <laughs> so then of course you got like Blood Bowl. Uh, I don't think you've played Blood, unless you played the video game. I did not. Okay. So yeah, they got Blood Bowl. They're about to come out with the Blood Bowl 3. I think I mentioned that before. Uh, you want to talk about like accuracy on football. 
I've heard it. It's actually probably closer to rugby. It doesn't have like the downs, like you know, like first, second, third, fourth down, but it does have the kind of like ability to have like turnovers and uh, the ability to have like interceptions and that sort of aspects. But it's not. It's not a hundred percent football, but I love the lore behind it. So the lore behind Blood Bowl is that the Warhammer fantasy races stumble across like an NFL stadium. Like it's supposed to be like the, from the, 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 the world that was or whatever. They basically yeah. stumble across a football and have to like make up what they think that how football was played. And so they come <laughs> up with Blood Bowl, but of course it's Warhammer. So they're just like beating the crap out of each other. So, uh, also there's, so there's other games that came across that like I, I was familiar with, uh, Flamme Rouge, which is a, a racing game that's motors or, um, um, bicycles. Okay. So that, that one's from Stronghold Games. It was really weird because the games had like these, I think they redid it in like a second edition, but they had these little plastic, um, bikes that had a racer on it and the racers kept like coming off of the bike. You had to like glue them on if you wanted them to stay. That game was fun because there was there was there was a chance where I got to be I got to be at least two fills uh, worth of, of of a jerk where the road like narrowed and you can't pass somebody like if it gets down to like a narrow of a one you can't go around like through somebody so I managed to play just enough because like everybody has it's one of those that like you play a card and it's gone. So you want to like play a bunch of cards at the right time. And if you blow like your high cards, then you're not going to be able to, you know, you can't get them back. So I played a low card and moved myself because like, oh, there's the bridge coming and it's like widening down. We want to get through that quickly because we don't want to, you know, get stuck on the bridge and not be able to advance like because you had two people in a team and you wanted to be able to move like both of them. So I went first. And I just went like very tiny and just stopped myself at the beginning of the bridge and just everybody basically ran into the back of me blowing all their high cards, but they couldn't oh. use them because they just basically moved like two spaces and stopped. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, I've, I've taught you well. young <laughs> um, Also, it's kind of convenient. I have this now. I got the, I have this game. Um, this is this is a it's a baseball. It's a. It's quoted as baseball's most exciting and authentic board game. It's called Right Off the Bat. This is uh, back in the day. So this was like, I want to say I was in elementary school and my dad's company had like a warehouse that they weren't using all of it. And so they turned part of it into a flea market. Okay. And one of the guys there was selling like baseball cards and stuff. And he made a board game. And at the time I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like you can make your own board game. Now looking at it and especially looking at like the production value of this, you're like, oh, I guess it's not as difficult. Like this was probably like a print to order site kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is the, it's basically, it's like a roll to move baseball game where okay. um basically you have you would you would you would come up with your players i have like eh, i don't want to get it out but like you'd have like your list of players and then you'd go up to bat and it'd have like the 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 diamond and then basically anything that could happen was around the edge of the board so like you'd roll the dice and move your figure like oh i landed on double so i'm going to move to second base and if i had a person on first base they're going to move to third base and I'm going to go second, and then you would keep rolling, and then, you know, there's outs and strikes on there, so, like, you know, if I roll three strikes, then, you know, you're out, and then if you got three outs before all your runners came in, it's a roll-to-move baseball game, but it was accurate, and, like, there's just a ton of stuff that could happen, it was all randomized around the board, so you never knew, it was was chaotic in that mention of, like, you never knew how long of an inning you were going to have, because, you know, how many many outs or whatever it was going to take. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was interesting. And then I I, I got <laughs> my mom was like, yeah, it's, it it was signed. The dude signed it. I bet uh, you might be able to get some money for it. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I think I looked it up on eBay. It was like somebody else was selling it for like fifteen dollars. Oh, and that could have been wrapped. I don't know. Hey, yeah. I found Hydra Thunder on uh, on Amazon. Nice. Four thousand dollars. Oh, to get like the whole thing for the full arcade cabinet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, four dollars forty nine cent shipping. I mean, if you're gonna spend 
Although that makes me kind of leery is like, what kind of shipping method are you using? Am I going to get it in just like pieces? According to this, it's going to be shipped by North American van lines with a service that is called blanket wrap. Ooh. With a lift gate and delivery to home. Now, if you need to get this downstairs, you know, up or downstairs, that's where they're going to get you. (laughs) Because it says they can do that for an additional fee. Ah. Uh, it re- you talking about that just suddenly reminded me of the Seinfeld episode with the Frogger machine where like he wants to save his score. So he like builds the generator back up and has to like scoot it across the road. Uh, speaking of foot, when we get back to football related games, there was that yeah. chaos ball. You, you play, we played this. Uh, it was from Simon and we played it at the Simon uh, Expo. We didn't finish it. We kind of like started it. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can get a good image. Everybody's got like the showing off their figures. I want to see it like see somebody playing the ge- or you know a picture of the game being played. Yeah. Everybody's just showing off their painted minis. Gosh, you people in your painted minis. I wanted to see actual gay. Oh, here we go. Let's see. Pull that up. Yeah. Or it's just it was just a bunch of squares and you had like walls that you could set up. I don't remember a whole lot about it. It was it did it was kind of meh to me if I remember right. Where it was just five, it was like a five by five grid. And oh, the other thing was you could play four players. I remember that. And then you could set up like walls and obstacles around the ball to make it harder for your opponents to get into it. I I remember seeing that board. Yeah. It was also in that like, uh, we tried it out because it was on that discount rack where it's like you could get like $50. You can get just like everything that comes with the game. That's right. That's right. I still have. Uh, what did I buy? Uh, I bought uh, that pirate game. Bone. Nope. Um. I almost said too many bones, but that's no. What was that? Oh man, I can't even remember that. With like the second edition. Yeah. The rum upgrade, and bones. Rum and bones. Yeah, they had the upgrade pack. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. That's supposed to be that like a cheap. huh. Because they were selling that for dirt cheap, so I was yeah. like, Give me well, not it. like I don't think they were selling the upgrade pack, but they were selling all the first edition stuff for like dirt cheap. Oh yeah, I think I got the upgrade pack just because. <laughs> They're like, oh, you've got everything here. You can. Uh, we're just gonna give that to you. <laughs> Speaking of, we were just talking about pirate games earlier. Although that was supposed Damn. to be more of like a, a a MOBA, like a League of Legends, where you had like lanes. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like like three pirate, two pirate ships, and like three planks across, and like you're sending guys across and i've got something in my eye your finger yes you are correct (laughs) there's other games so there's other especially you want to talk about it seems like i looked at if you look at all if you took all the games on board game geek and like the sports categories 50 or i would say like 30 percent of them are racing games 30 percent of them are football games and then the other you know like 30 40 percent is the the rest of Every other sport. All the other sports, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, those are the, it's an easy mechanic because you kind of yeah. already know the rules. Right. In a racing game, the objective is to be first. Okay. That's true. Football, it's, it's to get it's to the other football. side. Yeah. Of course, then I, I brought up, uh, I was like, do, do dexterity games count as sports games? Cause that opens a huge ball of wax. As long as you're not flicking anything, I'll play it. Well, it's still sports, though, even if you're flicking it. It is. It, the game The game itself is a sport, not a game about sports. That's right. There you go. That, maybe that could be a new uh, Olympic category, dexterity game. <laughs> Colin's like, I need to get into training. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that? That was, a, that was a training montage on like an old Nickelodeon live action show. Oh, no. Where it was, it it had something to do with video games, and he's sitting. The guy's sitting there, just like training his thumbs. <laughs> I think he put some rubber bands or something on there to give resistance. Oh yeah, I was trying to think because there's also guilt, like a lot of people, uh, or not a lot of people. Some people were mentioning, uh, especially in the chat, uh, Guild Ball. That's that's uh, Private Press, the same people that make the uh, same people that make the Dark Souls game I was talking about earlier. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they make a game called Guild Ball. It's basically like their version of Blood Bowl. Okay. Or in the sense that it, it's a fantasy football. Although apparently this says fantasy football parentheses soccer. So <laughs> this is more of I think it's supposed to be maybe more of a. It does say ah. it says it says sports football slash soccer. Is that them saying? So it's it's more football. Football. Yeah. But yeah, it looks like okay because it looks like there is a goalie. So yeah, it is more European football based. But yeah, it's got like it's more of the 
instead of, I guess you can get a starter box, but you can also buy like expansion teams and stuff, which I guess Chaos Ball was like that too. Yeah, could you imagine if American football had a goalie? <laughs> like a dedicated goalie, not just the defensive line. Yeah. I was about to say, we do. There's 11 of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's there's another one. There's another one by Mantic. Mantic Games makes a, a football uh, dreadball. I think I think Rusty Beetle was talking about it in our Slack. I want to see dreadball by Mantic Games. Yeah, yeah. I've I know nothing about it. Um, I know that there's some people that like it. Space futuristic sports board game set in the galaxy's most high tech arena. Nice. Choose from the agile ninth moon tree sharks or the unstoppable Draconis all stars before taking to the pitch and going for glory. So pitch, that's rugby. Mm. <laughs> it was funny because like a lot of people were in the in the Slack when we brought this up. A lot of people were like, uh, does this count as a sports game? <laughs> like uh Ryan was like, oh, does Milbourne count? And for some reason when he said Milbourne, I, I thought it was like a domino I, for in my head I had it that it was like a domino game. But I looked it up and they're like, no, it's technically a simple card game based on auto racing. So, yep, that counts. Uh, apparently, Dreadball is a sci-fi megacorp sponsored game. Oh, okay. Well, so I mean, it's yeah, cyberpunk rugby. <laughs> In the future. Yep. Uh, and he's also, Rusty Beetle's waiting on Rallyman GT and Dirt, the, the Kickstarter so, uh, talking about racing games. Ah. I thought, I think one of the funniest versions of this is, so... Uh, there was a period of time where um, Cryptozoic was making so many deck building games that were the same game, but like a different theme put on it. So there was the DC deck builder, which you've played. And then they made like a Street Fighter deck building game, which like they modified some of the, the mechanics, but fundamentally was the same game. And then there was just like every there was just so many games that that used that same core play. One of the ones was uh, NHL. Power play the deck building game. <laughs> so it was an NHL deck building game using that same system. Hold on. Do they have a, uh, I was hoping maybe there was a listing for all the other games that they made in this, in this series. Uh, let's see. No, I'm not finding it off the top of my head. I have to go through and look up oh, now. I've hit all the DC comics games anyways. Yeah. So like that was just, I always thought that was funny was that it was and I saw that was one of those games like you ever been you've never been to Ollie's around here right the discount uh, I have. store okay yeah I remember a period of time you're talking about it um but like that was one of those you get lucky and sometimes a good game falls into your lap at there because it's overstock stuff but then every now and then you see a bunch of games like I remember that I also remember seeing it on a rack for a long period of time uh-huh uh, let's see. There was also, so apparently there was a, uh, and this was one, um, friend of the show, Sean, he also sent me pictures of way back then. I remember him sending me pictures. He was going through stuff at his parents' house that like had, had been like kept around forever. Uh, MLB showdown, the sports card game. So it was like a sports, like a trading card game made into a CCG, oh. which seems like a right, uh, like uh, it's one of those like why didn't this take off kind of thing? Cause like playing cards or trading cards were a big thing. And then magic came out. It was literally even made by wizards of the coast. Oh, cool. Yeah. So MLB showdown simulates baseball through a card game, uh, involved 20 sided die and cards made specifically for the game. They were available in booster packs, uh, a staple of collectible card games as well as starter games and draft picks. Uh, there are two types of cards, player cards, current and former and major league players and strategy cards. Uh, the outcome of an at bat largely depends on player cards. A player's pitcher is pitching that turn rolls a die to determine whether they roll on the pitcher's chart or the batter's chart. Each of the two charts has a list of possible results from the at bat. So when did this game come out? Uh oh wow I thought this was more of a 90s thing but no it came out in April 2000 to 2005 okay featured Atlanta Braves third baseman Chipper Jones on the product cover I remember him at least the name I remember the name my dad was a Braves fan oh there you go it was that like that was the team that was on air in <laughs> being in North Carolina and not having a major league team at the time. I don't think they still do, but uh, that, that was the closest team that had a, had a major league team. So that was what was on TV. 
Gotcha. Um, so we've read out a bunch of stuff here. If you had to say, uh, let's start with video games. What would probably be your favorite sports game that you've ever played? Um, favorite sports video game was, uh, it was an NES baseball game. Okay. Um, and, uh, I was playing it and I got the, um, like, so Grand Slam is bases loaded and then you hit yep. a home run. Um, I got like, like the, the Grand Slam plus because oh, no. it was bases loaded, two outs, two strikes. Oh, so like this was, this was the hit yeah. and I got a home run on it. Nice. I think for me, it's kind of a cheat because I also played it last year, but I'm going to have to go with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That was a very inform- that was a very informative time in my childhood. I would probably put SSX as like a nice second. Oh, yeah. That was uh, like ditching my homework and going over to... Um, and This guy was a trooper for putting up with me because I was in like eighth grade, I think. We're over in Germany. I'm in eighth yep. grade. Uh, this dude's like a junior or senior in high school and he's putting up with me. I'm just like... Hey, Esteban, <laughs> can we play some tricky? Oh, man. Uh, I will say, so normally I would, this is the kind of, I'm on a tangent here for a second, uh, and this is the kind of thing we would normally talk about on a bonus bits. So you should go to patreon.com slash boards and swords if you like this kind of stuff or we're tangent. Uh, but did you ever play, it was a, it was mostly a, uh, mostly a PlayStation 2, but I think it was on X, the original Xbox as well. Uh, Do you ever play Time Splitters? No. Okay. So there was I a... wanted sh- to. There was a shooter game uh, called, yeah, Time Splitters, and more. I, I, the one I played the most of was Time Splitters 2. I saw it on Xbox Live. I was looking through all the deals, and it was available, like the port of the original Xbox version. Uh-huh. It was $2. I bought that. I was like into my library. I don't know if I'll ever play it, but I was just like, oh my God. I looked at the graphics and I was like, I'm sure at the time we thought it would probably look like super cool, but this reminds me so much of uh, GoldenEye, just looking at the the, the graphics of like just the gun pointing. You don't see the person, you just see like the gun in front of you. Oh, so you want to talk about old stuff? Um, there was a, it was a DOS based game called secret agent, mm-hmm. uh, found it on steam and it was not on sale, but it was, I don't know. I can't remember what the price was Yeah, it, it, That was an immediate purchase. <laughs> and then I was thinking back about, um, when we were talking about the old school games yep. last time, um, I found the King's quest bundle on steam nice. and I found the quest for glory on steam. Nice. I was like, uh, yep. Immediately just buy add those, to cart, buy those. add to cart. <laughs> All like right. Those were, I remember playing those with my stepdad. Can't find ski free though. Actually, I didn't. Look. I'm pretty sure that someone's probably made that into a Java applet that you could just play on your computer. Uh, you're not wrong. Because <laughs> I think I remembered <laughs> back when, like, I don't know if you it remember er- early 2000s when, like, Ebombs World and, like, there was, like, the, you would go to a games website and play Java games in there. Uh-huh. I, I think I remembered ski free being one of those games you could do that with. All right. Yeah, so, it, so it's now there. Move it past fast uh, video games back to board games. No, you haven't played a whole lot of sports games, but of the games we've talked about and we've we've you've looked at some of them on BGG. Uh, anything you you're interested in trying? Thunder Road Vendetta. <laughs> nice pro move there. Pro move. There we go. <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by <laughs> Restoration. This podcast is not sponsored and. Uh, as of the exact moment of this recording, there's only 100 minutes left to go. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that That's that's honestly a good pick. I would like to play Thunder Road Vendetta with you yes. and maybe like one or two other people. So that that's probably going to have to happen. And we're uh, going to have everything. <laughs> Philip, I think that's a good place to end the show. That does sound like a good place to end the show. That's been our show tonight, everybody. If you like what we do and you want to see us do it live, you got to check out uh, boardsandswords.com slash live. Uh, it's got the schedule for when we say we're going to do it, but sometimes we don't. And, you know, that's just the way life works out. Um, check out boardsandswords.com. It's also got the links to all the other stuff that we have done and that we might do in the, in the future. All right. You know what? We love feedback. You got what was what games do we miss, especially in the board game realm? There's tons more we could have done. I was going mainly at least on ones I had heard of or knew something about. 
What's your favorite sports game? Let us know. Feedback at boardsandswords.com or we're on social media. Of course we are. Facebook.com slash boardsandswordspod at boardsandswords on Twitter at boardsandswordschris on Instagram. So, and you can find me on Twitter as at Phil the Dirtbag. Sadly, uh, it turns out that 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 punchboard media is going to be kind of folding. A oh. lot of yeah, a lot of, of, of they decided not to renew the website. So, sadly, we we are not right. We're in our hearts. We're still members of Punchboard Media, and at least That's until right. like Mayish, you can still see the people making content over at punchboardmedia.com. But thank you for listening. If you've gotten it this far, we appreciate it. Once again, patreon.com slash boards and swords to help check out the show. We're not recording a bonus bit tonight, but we'll get to it tomorrow. I saw Boba Fett. I'm excited to talk about that. Or should we say Mandalorian season two and a half? Um, all I have to say about that is uh kinda call you drive. Jump back, bitch. remember we'll be back in two weeks, give or take. With another show. In the meantime, remember that every gamer has a story, and uh, we're gonna race to sleep by. Um, I don't know. We'll take a we'll take a Ambien and drink it with alcohol and see which of us passes out first. We'll ra- that's our new racing game. No, you gotta do it with like an Ambien and a Red Bull. <laughs> see who falls asleep faster. Oh, see who gets the heart attack first. <laughs> <laughs>